I like to think after games, Bruce Arena goes to like the local coffee shop and does his own slam poetry. Welcome to a more Philly Union, the podcast where we swear to talk about the Philly Union, the whole Philly Union, and nothing but the Philly Union with as few digressions as possible. We are your hosts. I'm Eric. I'm C. And I'm Paul. Quick bit of housekeeping. Uh, a little bit of rest for the wicket this week as we only have one game to uh, review. Um, so we only have a, a light one game week. Uh, but that's short lived as we're going into it back to our two game two games a week um, rate of games. Um, We're over 330 downloads. uh, So we're still ticking up there on our way to uh, help us help the U challenge. Trademark. (laughs) Um, Big thank you to our surge of listeners in California. They are now California. Given the um, podcast statistical analyzer, they are now California now represents the second largest number of listeners. So, Thank you, Huzzah! West Coast. We suspect that might be Sacktown centric. So, yeah. Thank y'all. Which could be a whole nother podcast we could do about uh, Sacramento, but uh, right now we're focusing on the union. That'll be a spinoff. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, this past weekend, uh, the union were at home, uh, welcoming second place New England uh, going into this game. I think, I think it was safe to say we were a little cautious in our um expectations of this game i'm trying to remember what our um uh, i was the only one that actually mm-hmm. predicted a win yeah paul was the only one who was mm-hmm. was confident in mm-hmm. the, the union's abilities to come through with the win uh everybody else was calling uh for ties but mm-hmm. you know not necessarily unwarranted as you know new england was uh coming in <laughs> their second place they're a good second team. place um you know now to be fair they did have their you know, the, the wheel of fate has turned against them as they are dealing with their own rash of injuries. Um, as we are, um, have been, um, we've dealt with that as a team in the past. So we know much that kind of stinks, but, um, but let's, uh, let's get into it. Uh, okay. So we got one game, new England's coming in second place, uh, you know, not to be trifled with. Um, and, um, they did have a good number of injured players coming into the night. Six. Um, Six. Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting. I, you know, before the game, Bedoya apparently picked up a knock on Friday at training. Um, so he was, had been slated to start the game, but then got pulled. And I wonder if that affected the, the lineup choice that, that Curtin rolled out. You know, they called it a three, five, two, mm-hmm. but watching it get played, it almost seemed more like a three, four, one, two. Um, how far advanced Gazdog was from from the rest of the midfield. And it's interesting too seeing Wagner and Baizo kind of now committing to play that more midfield wing position. I feel like the previous games it was they were kind of attacking, you know, wing defenders. Now they're like officially in that midfield kind of position. Yeah. With uh, with low Elliott and Glesnes kind of holding that back line, which I mean, that's a pretty formidable trio to have as your back line. So it's kind of yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, we start beefing up our midfield. We can start playing like a, you know, a three, three, four. Yeah. So the union played a three, five, two, right? Blake and goal, low Elliot, Glesnes on defense, Bogdan, Martinez, Gazdog, Block, and Baizo in the midfield. Again, that Gazdog kind of really playing forward in that position. Yeah. Then uh in the forwards we had Ura and Carranza. Um Revolution were playing a more complex 4-2-3-1. Um oh, you had a stat on the Revolution's second most uh saves in MLS. Yeah, currently. for their the so. Revolution's uh keeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Georgi Petrovic is no slouch. He's a no, good he sure keeper. looked like mm-hmm. a, you you yeah, he was one of the better keepers I've seen. Um I mean he's no Blake, but I mean know. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a crazy. Yeah. I mean, if we had a slum and it didn't take a second keeper that we had, sure. It, you know, <laughs> sure. You know, could do worse. Yeah. Blake is an embarrassment of riches. Um, I don't know if that works for people, but um, of note, uh, Bobby Wood was up front for New England. I, I keep forgetting. 
that he's on that team. So it's always nice to see these uh, uh, U.S. players um, out there. Um, yeah, and, and you know, the, the big threat, the big player that I was particularly worried about was whether or not the union were going to be able to contain Carlos Gil mm-hmm. for, for the revolution. Because that guy just always... You know, he's one of those attackers that you know you can contain him for 89 minutes of the game, but he's going to have that minute of brilliance. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, depending on how tight the game is, that could be the difference between a loss and a draw or a win and a draw. And and uh you know, just talking about the way this game unfolded, like Curtin said in his his post-game press conference, um, you know, this was probably Flock's best game of the season. Easily the first 20 minutes, he was he was doing a, an amazing job. Um, you know, I don't know if it just so happened that Gio was on the right side of the revolution attack and and Flock was headed, you know, s- slated for the left side. You know, watching it, it seemed almost like Martinez was the defensive midfielder, and they just pretty much told Flock to stay on Giel. Don't let him get more than five yards away from you. Mm-hmm. And he did a great job. He yeah. was all over him. Yeah. Anytime Carlos got the ball, it was immediately under pressure and had to dish it away or do something with it. And Flock was very, very good. Yeah, I felt like watching that game, there were so many times when uh, you see that number 31 um, just in the mix of whatever was going on either. Um, there were a lot of like nice interceptions too, right? The mm-hmm. New England make these passes and our guys could just um, pick off those passes and start with that quick counter flock, you know, often uh, was involved in those plays. Um, yeah. It's nice. It's good seeing. Um, it feels like flock is becoming more of a, um, a steady presence on the field or uh, consistent or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. He, yeah, he's, no, you're he's right. having an effect. He's definitely having an effect. Um, and I think he's growing into the role. Like he's getting more, like you said, he's getting more comfortable with what the union are asking him to do. Uh, he doesn't seem so overwhelmed. Like I know the one game when Martinez d- wasn't able to play and Flock was playing that that defensive midfield role and he had Perea and Torres in the starting lineup. It seemed like he was running all over the field and always a couple of yards behind the play. Mm-hmm. Um, the last couple of games where he's played that defensive midfield role, he's, you know, it's helped that he's had Martinez there, but it certainly seems like he's been more comfortable. I, whether that's the uh, the rest of the midfield crew, crew makeup, you know, uh, getting the support that he needs or him just becoming more confident. One of the things that's hard to remember is that Flock is like 21 years old. He's yeah, not an old play. Yeah. It's not he's like what? he's not still growing. Two years mm-hmm. older than McLinn. You know? Not even. Mm-hmm. Not even. You know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot of potential still to, to manifest. Yeah. And, and then, you know, as far as this game, it's like once Gil went down, I, I admit I was <laughs> I was at the game, but I had went to the restroom. And when I came back, I, I was looking around the field. I'm like, hey. Where's Gio? And, and Nate's like, oh, yeah, he got pulled off for an injury. I was like, oh, that was a surprise. <laughs> yeah, pretty early. And, and you know, uh, for, I I hate to say fortunate. Yeah, fortunate it was. for us. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate Strategically, for him. yes. Um, but he apparently has been um, battling injuries of some sort. I'm not sure what. But um, that makes sense. Pretty much just sat down on the field and it was one of those like he he knew like he was he, he was just sort of sitting there. He wasn't riding or anything, mm-hmm. but he just knew he was done. I think he signaled for yeah. uh, a replacement. So yeah. maybe he um, got tired of getting kicked by flock. For, you know, <laughs> that's it. I've had enough. I'm I don't done. need to be that's out it. here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like, too, in this first half, um, the game actually kind of the whole game it was a nice uh back and forth game like it seemed like uh both teams were making use of that stopping the attack and then quick with the counter Mm -hmm. um which i I really enjoy that style of game it really kind of it it it's uh it's very interesting and flock was involved in a couple but i know in the first half there was at least one time where he stopped the attack and like ran the ball down the length of the field Yep. Um, and the hustle in that guy is also just um, really been uh, something to see. 
Um, it was interesting um, uh, watching it and, and seeing it from our point of view, from where our seats are. The uh, the union gave them a lot of space on that mm -hmm. right side of the field. Mm -hmm. So uh, like Martinez would not always close down the attack as soon as they crossed midfield. He would let them keep coming. And there were a number of times that either Carranza or Aura were actually the first first union player to put pressure on the revolution dribbler. And that was like halfway to our 18 yard line or mm -hmm. our 18 yard box from the midfield circle. And it was, I was surprised by how much space they allowed them on that side of the field. But um, you know, it, it, it seemed controlled and it seemed planned. So it wasn't anything that the union weren't expecting to do, but they were really it seemed like they were really pushing the defensive defense play to the left side because I imagine that's where Gil normally would play, which is the Revolution's right. Um, but no, I agree too that the back and forth play was was very entertaining. It was yeah. you know, um, it didn't feel like it was a tennis match per se. Like it mm -hmm. did seem like there was build up and there was that quick transition play. And if that slow, if that didn't result, then there was a. A bit of cycling and the union were probing for probing for uh, where the you know play the ball where the defense isn't and yeah. there were a couple of multiple a couple of attacks that had multiple switches of fields where they would start up one side and cross it to the other and then cross it back uh trying to pull the the revolution defense out of out of position yeah uh, it felt like work I'm sorry grandpa time. it didn't work all the time but they did get some shots off yeah and I feel like the union were also making use of the long ball and effectively uh, in the sense of it's not just a, a Hail Mary of a shot. Like our guys were getting on the end of these long passes and um, you know, whether or not they, you know, that, that final shot and stuff like that. I, I feel like the union in the past few games have been effectively using the long ball. Um, you know, again, that whole stop the attack, quick counter and sometimes a quick counter involves a long ball to a running Carranza or aura or Gazdog. And then, you know, when all three are on the field, it feels like you have options. Um, and, and related to that, uh, I felt low also is starting to kind of make his presence on the field um, more known. I just feel like he's getting more involved and, you know, yeah, I'm seeing him more in these plays uh, making the 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 good tackles, the good stops, you know, breaking up those plays. I feel like he's starting to cut his teeth now. Well, on uh, yeah, in, in the terms of the strategy of the team. Yeah, I think it. I think his play is certainly going to make it easier for Curtin to rotate his center defenders. Yeah, you know, when when you know Brandon Craig comes back, he'll have him in as a sub if they do do more of this three center back style. Mm -hmm. Um. But if they switch back to a four back and they only have two center backs, then, you know, I would expect that Lowe has earned a spot in that rotation. And, and you know, I would agree he's been doing very well. Yeah. But I would also, you know, it, this scheme continued to demonstrate the union center backs willingness to dribble it into midfield. Yeah. Um, every single one of the union center backs at one point during this game or multiple times during this game dribbled it well over the half field line past the mid circle before making a play. Uh, there was one point I think in this game where, where Glessness was actually in the 18 yard box. Oh yeah. Um, after he, he made a, made a layoff play and then continued his run yeah. into the 18 yard box yeah. just to see if something would, would, would develop. And he trusted that the other two and, one of the mid one of the wing backs would would fall back and cover for them and they did yeah yeah i even have a note here that um Lowe had a shot on goal in the, like the 23rd did. minute he and, did uh yeah so i don't know if between our defenders getting shots flock and even the last game with uh bedoya just hustling up and down the field it almost feels like the uh the union are i don't know if they're focusing on conditioning that our guys can just run these distances for so long mm -hmm. um you know I, I don't know if that's um you know working on that stamina to kind of keep up yeah. these longer higher intensity um outbursts of energy yeah. throughout these games well it's harder it's harder to attack you know to defend if you've got 10 players attacking mm -hmm. uh, yeah yeah 
But, you know, it, of course, in this game, it didn't work out. We, we still ended up at halftime. It was 0-0. Zero, zero. Yep, 0-0. Zero, um, zero. Um, despite the despite the threats from both teams, um, more for the union, it, mm-hmm. you know, neither team had found a way past the keepers. Yeah, um, yeah. Gill was subbed out, um, and I think uh, New England acquired two yellow cards um, during yeah. that first half. That second one with Bobby Wood was kind of a rough hit on Martinez. <laughs> um, you know, I, 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 yeah, I thought it was a bit of a rough hit um intentional no but it was it was it looked a little rough yeah so going into the second half nil nil um union but- had to be feeling confident i know that the crowd was certainly into it mm-hmm. uh it was just it felt like there were goals in this game yeah yeah and me me personally i i didn't feel that nervous watching you know mm-hmm. the the new england attacks and and uh um, the union, their attacks, you know, mm-hmm. I felt, I mean, I have to admit once I saw, saw that Gil was out, I was like, okay, now I'm, cause I know going into this game, I, I caught, I called a two, one union victory. Mm-hmm. I figured the, the revolutions would find some way to beat the defense. But once Gil was out, that made it a lot harder mm-hmm. for them oh. to do that. Although I will say Boateng was, um, he was very problematic. I, he was, and it's a credit to him, he was punching holes uh, through our defense. See, uh, watching it, I was not worried about him at all. Okay. It seemed like anytime he got near the ball, Glessness was all over him. Yeah. He was like a non-issue for the Union defense in, yeah. in, uh, in game. It was more on the other side. It was more Bobby Wood uh, and and the other players because I, yeah, it's interesting. You know, it's the difference between watching it on TV and being yeah. there in person. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I mean, Glassness. I mean, it was it was it was huge size difference between the two of them, and it just seemed like Glassness had no trouble stopping Boateng from anything threatening. It's mm-hmm. interesting that yeah. you saw it differently. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, based on size, yeah, absolutely, there'd be no issues. Uh, but Boateng is quick, and he is kind of uh, getting those probing attacks through our, our defense. And uh, but yeah, but obviously we kept them in check. Um, but it was that to me, he was kind of a, a, a clear and obvious threat. Um, All right, so let's get to the first yeah. goal. Let's get to the um, first goal. So the first goal was actually a real nice build-up play. One of those quick transition attacks. Uh, the ball gets away of of Aura, and and as Farrell's running it down, you know he go Farrell Andrew Farrell from the Revolution trips or fall, fall he goes down, mm-hmm. and the ball goes out of bounds. Gazdag quick grabs it, throws it in, or not Gazdag Aura throws it in, and Gazdag uh, you know follows the ball into the eighteen yard box with his first touch. He puts it near post, bangs it off the upright and into the side net, uh, far side netting. Um, so my first question to you is, did it look like or fouled Farrell on that play? Do you remember it? I remember it? now. So like during that play? So before the throw in, Farrell went down. And Farrell made it look like he got either tripped up from behind or pushed from behind. He tried to try to throw, you know, convince the ref that he got fouled. Um, I'm going to say no, it didn't. I, I don't think they look like a foul for two reasons. One, I don't remember it. Two, I don't have any notes about it. So um, I don't remember. No, I don't. I, that, I have the same reasoning. I mean, you're the one who takes more more notes than I do. But um, uh, no, I don't remember that registering at all. So I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I asked was that Farrell made a big deal about getting foul, getting pushed or something like that. Right. And, and that made it... Or did a great job. He got it right back in. So even while Farrell was making his complaints to the ref, the ball was in play, and and the Revolution mm-hmm. did not respond as quickly as they probably should have. Mm-hmm. But it was a great finish by Gajdog. Yeah, it was a lot of power, and uh, the the uh, placement was perfect. Right, and the keeper got his hand to the ball, but it just it um, still just kind of powered through uh, his fingers oh. and went into the net. Uh, yeah, the place got loud. Uh, that yeah. was fun. And that was what? Uh, that was the 50... 56. 56? Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, and yeah, you know, then it just felt like, all right, where where's the next one coming from? And, um, you know, the union kept the pressure on. And, and uh, yeah, sure enough, <laughs> another, another tangle up between Farrell and Aura. 
in, in the 73rd, 72nd minute or so uh, in the box this time. Mm-hmm. And I get why it was called a foul. You know, Farrell made no no play on the ball. You know, did not make get contact with the ball and or, you know, clearly he clearly played Aura's body and, you know, referee calls a penalty kick. Yeah, Dodge Dog once again gets to step up and take another PPK for the Union. That, you know, I don't know how he does it, but you know, the last few times he gets the keeper guessing wrong. Keeper dove to his right, and Dodge Dog put it to the keeper's left, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was definitely a nice security goal to yep. get that PK. Yeah, and Bruce Arena was not having it um, in in true Bruce. Groupie dog fashion was uh uh got himself a yellow card uh for mm-hmm. I guess some kind of dissent or something yelling at the officials yeah, on the sideline. and it, it seemed oddly familiar to me so I, I did a little research and sure enough he uh also got himself a red card against us back in the MLS's back tournament in 2020 when that you know they did to reintroduce once mm-hmm. they kind of figured out how to do COVID protocols um. Because uh, we knocked them out of that tournament, mm-hmm. and um, he wasn't happy about that, and was was screaming, got himself a red card, uh, mm-hmm. banned for the next three games of the season, and a fifteen thousand dollar fine. So I'd love to know what he was saying. Um, not the case in this game. Just got him. Well, actually, yellow this card yellow here. card wasn't to Arena. Oh, really? That they they said it, that on that's the, what they, the announcers. No, it oh. wasn't. It was Carlos Gill. On the oh, sideline, he got okay. the yellow card. Oh, so he got subbed off in the 35th kind of minute, reason. and then he got a yellow card in the 73rd minute. After so he's the, like the, the New England Ali Bedoya, uh, assassin from the sideline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Bedoya does it without getting in trouble, but he <laughs> yeah, got the yellow card. Well, he is the elder. Well, so man. so then, true confession for me, as you might be able to tell, I'm not a Bruce Arena fan. I mean. <laughs> This has nothing to do with anything. I know he's he's done well for himself, but uh, uh, not not. It's really favorite. that whole face from that one it, World Cup game where he's waving his arms like, "Wow, like, you know, yeah, that was yeah." It's it's just there's that was his, in his Howard bearing. Dean moment. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it totally was. It really was. And at that point, yeah. all three of us lost all respect for Bruce. Arena. Yeah, pretty much. That that's <laughs> yeah. It's not even like dislike. It's more like I just I uh, this guy. Uh, unless he eventually comes to Philly one day and gets his own last cup, in which case he's a great coach. Yeah, but until then, well, there's I mean, no. He's, no, he's just, a great coach. The players great respect coach. him yeah. a lot. Yeah, he is so a you know, yeah. it's obviously I I you know. I mean, I'm some of my from a different point of view. Some of my fondest like World Cup memories for the U.S. was when he was in charge. I mean, you know, we could have done better, sure, but there was a certain vibe I really liked that he brought to the U.S. team, and you know, yeah, and he's was, an effective and, coach. I yes, don't know yes, that I yes, like yes. the way he pl- has the game played. You know, he and Bob Bradley kind of have similar; their teams play in a similar style, and it's not necessarily as attractive to watch. Like, I much prefer what Curtin is doing with the union than what, what they do with their teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not to say it's not effective. I mean, the yeah. guy, they, he, yeah. oh, not quite uh, Jose Mourinho, but you know, he uses what he has and he mm-hmm. gets what he can out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, that, that that was actually a yellow card to, uh, to Carlos Gil on the sideline, oh, which okay. I found was hysterical. Um, you know, maybe a little shot in Florida <laughs> there, but oh yeah. That's fine. I I do one last Bruce note, and that is what is in the notebook. If you'll notice, he always has his notebook. Oh yeah, and he writes. Yeah, I did see it when he was. So I don't know if he has if it's like a a a slam book, and he has his 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 (laughs) own little private cards that he's awarding to people just to keep himself happy. I like to think after games. I'm sure it's much more strategic than that, (laughs) but I'm going to make my own story up. And if it's based on Mean Girls, it is. You know what can I say? I like to think after games. Bruce Arena goes to like the local coffee shop and does his own slam poetry. <laughs> uh, so, you know, at that point, then I think it was it after that PK that the, um, the Rebs started making a bunch more subs yeah. and started trying to really push for anything to get anything out of the game. I yeah. mean, it was nice to see out the door come in 
He mm-hmm. still looks like a linebacker playing so- soccer. The he's man is massive. Dude. He's a big dude. Yeah, we were happy to see Josie. Yeah, Josie. Um, Somehow, although, another... I think we both thought he was still with uh, Toronto. I don't think real either of us realized he had uh, bounced over to New England. But I think he didn't get re-signed, so Bruce mm-hmm. picked him up mm-hmm. and uh, gave him a contract. And um, yeah. you know, even though he came up in the Red Bulls uh, academy and stuff like that, I still do like. Uh, out the door oh yeah oh yeah yeah he's he's been good for mls he's been good for the u.s team he was a u.s main stack for a long time oh yeah i still remember that one world cup when it was um under Jurgen, i think mostly right yeah it was the first game where he pulled up with the hamstring in that one uh, game and that was it i, uh, I don't know if he that's... played for the rest of that that tournament but i was just uh that was that was, that was yeah. a heartbreaking yeah um, yeah injury just you just saw him grab that back was like anyway let's let's focus on this game um, yeah so even though revolution were pushing for something to get something out of it um it was carranza who would end up getting the the last goal of the game in the in, you know late in the eighth minute yeah uh, he got he got a he got a, a nice tally um yeah I think yeah i mean what did you guys think of this one okay true confession number two okay um so they started doing the passing uh, back and forth, and I thought this is never going to connect. This is never going to happen. Who's, because, who's doing the passing? Uh, it was it was. Uh, let me get it right. Carranza, Donovan, mm-hmm. Carranza. So um, I thought just with the the passing this season has been more um, old school MLSy, and by that I mean like that's that's something I used to say a lot when I first started paying attention to MLS, probably about two thousand nine, and uh, you know like you'd watch european leagues and mm-hmm. and and there'd be a lovely cross and somebody would you know tap it in the goal and that kind of thing nobody ever crosses never worked and uh passes sometimes connected sometimes didn't and um i felt that season has been much more hit or miss than last season and so i guess you know here i am i'm negging again um <laughs> there folly but um it's uh I, I just saw that. I thought yeah, it's, they're not gonna they're gonna lose this ball to the Rebs. They're gonna get it back, and um, I am thrilled to say I was wrong. Yeah, very very wrong. So, so I, just, I did make a note of that though. Okay. That I, that, that I mean, this was a great play by Carranza to pick up the ball mid, you know, before midfield, uh, drive upfield, play play the pass off to Donovan, and then Donovan cross it back to Carranza for the tap in. Um, the important thing here to recognize is that Donovan both started this play on on, on a defensive pressure mm-hmm. that bounced the ball out to Carranza, and then that pass back to Carranza somehow or another got he nutmegged Andrew Farrell. Yes, he did. That was the rule of three. So Farrell gets knocked down by Aura, uh, quick throw Maybe. in, and then they score right. And then there's the P- he takes down Aura in the in the box, box. PK. And then this last goal, I mean, you kind of feel a little bad for the guy. He gets nutmeg via the pass as it's going to Carranza Mm -hmm. right as he's going to put it in the net. It was not Farrell's day. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was definitely a tough day for Farrell, but it was a really good play from Donovan. I hope that that's, you know, signs of things to come from him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, He also really got to demonstrate his speed. Like one of the things that's uh, you know f- you forget about sometimes watching Aura play is he is a tremendously fast, yeah. And like you don't see him use that a ton on camera, like you don't pick it up until you watch him a little bit more closely. Um, but it was neat to see. It was nice to see Donovan using his speed in this, uh, and and yeah, that was just really nice play. Break it break it forward for a two on one, and that transition just was killer. And I wonder too if it's a, a combination of what I'm calling this, you know, apparent conditioning. The, the guys can seem to be running longer. Uh, I don't know if it's also has to do with the now he's kind of you know curtain switching up the the formations. Um, this game was starting to open up a little bit where you know New England, you know, obviously they're they're pushing for a goal, so they're kind of stretching themselves out. But I feel like the Union now we're starting to. Um, as evident from this goal, running the ball down the middle of the field, with mm-hmm. these passing, passing, passing. They don't have to necessarily take it down a wing. They could take it down the middle mm-hmm. of the field. So I don't know if that's a combination of 
just New England getting tired, you know, the the Union really starting to click in terms of their passing. But um, it was just That's really probably worth see. re-watching it to see. Yeah. Yeah. Legs do get heavy in the yeah. minute and later, yeah. but um, you wouldn't have known it, by the way, Carranza made that sprint. Yeah. No, and it was nice to see Donovan doing so well, too, because I know, uh, you know people have been very mixed on him. Like you just mm-hmm. read the, the, the scuttlebutt, as it were, online. And, you know, I don't know that he'd, he'd been able to dispel it. And I think this was a nice little, little breakout yeah. moment for him. You know, I mean, he went to Drexel, so you can only expect so much. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. <laughs> By the way, I'm a Drexel dragon. As well. <laughs> Anybody listening who doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Lehigh uh, engineer or, or yeah. chicken hawk. I mean, mountain hawk or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. We say chicken hawk too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was it was it was good to see Donovan get his first uh, MLS assist. Mm. Now let's see if he can get some goals before the end of the year. That would be yeah. really nice to have another uh, uh, you know one of the one of the non-starting or non-traditional starters getting some goals and helping out the team like that would be mm-hmm. really useful. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I noted too was the the union uh, made their first sub as late as the 80th minute. Um, so he's been doing yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Curtin has been ordering up his his subs really late in the games. Because in the past, it was always the 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 you know the Curtin 60 minute sub. I always felt like yep. around the 60th minute that's when he made his first sub. Yep. Um, but I've been noticing, yeah, like the, the the first sub is coming a little bit later. So I don't know if it's a strategy change or if it's just a sign of things are starting to, to Yeah, they were very nearly out before we made our first. I mean, part of that was due to 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 uh Gil going down too. Yeah. Which, you know, uh, changes changes the approach. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that I man you know, he has a certain amount of gravitational pull when it comes to these games, Carlos Gil does. <laughs> It'd be like us losing gosh dog. You know, mm, it's, yeah. it's very similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the union very cleanly finished it out three, three, nothing in the 80th minute. And I guess there was some tussling there at the end that got reality uh, card and stoppage time. Yeah. Did I, I didn't look on any news on was that uh, by right? The, the New England defender. Oh, right. uh, he looked like he came out and everyone came back in. I mean, it kind of looked like dislocated shoulder. Um, I don't know if, uh, I didn't see uh, anything. Yeah, because when he went down, he was just laying there. And then when he got up, they did the whole like he's like holding onto his arm as he's walking off the field. And that, you know, for those who've broken a bone or, you know, sprained or dislocated something, it's that, you know, every footfall, you're just trying to keep that part of the body immobilized uh, to mitigate any sort of pain from, um, you know, just moving. Um, it looked, you know, Again, it wasn't uh, intentional. It was just an unfortunate uh, collision there. Um, but yeah, it looked 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 pretty hard on that landing. Okay. We're just looking up right now. And while they're doing that, I just... it's tough to look it up when they, your last name is By because it's yeah. like you know, By New England Revolution. Yeah. This sounds like you're being smart. Um, um, I noticed that the uh, the the crowd was chanting their Seven Nation Army. Go back to. <laughs> insert name of town or you know mm-hmm. or, or, or region greater re- regional tri-state <laughs> area uh, uh, yeah so anyway yeah game ends union with a lovely three nil win um you know quick stats union continuing their minority of of time on the ball with possession uh although it wasn't that big of a difference roughly 43 to 57 percent uh out shooting the the revolution by uh, roughly two to one. We had seventeen shots that are eight. More impressively, were their shots on goal. Um, Union uh, tallied up seven shots on goal. New England had zero. They had yeah. no shots on goal. Um, also, uh, maybe surprisingly, I don't know the yellow cards. There were six yellow cards in this game. Five of them oh. went to New England. Yeah, um, which was uh, you know. Nice that we were not racking up the yeah. the majority of yellow cards. Martinez stayed clean. 
<laughs> you said it. Not he me. had <laughs> a just a, a cheeky little a little play to to ensure that he would get the that we would get the um, possession of the ball when it went out. Remember oh that? Yeah, yeah, it was towards the end. Um, um, what was it? He was uh, the the ball was rolling out past the uh, to the New England. Um, um, the defender was backline. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he did that little heel flip and it right, right off the defender and then went out over the uh, the uh, New England backline and we got the corner kick. I was just like, that was a cheeky little he play. He walked away from it with a big grin. On he his had face. a big grin on his amazing. face. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, big spit eating grin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So yeah. couldn't find anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So after the game, uh, uh, um, rankings why right? Union stay in fifth place. Uh, New England dropped from second down to third. Um, but um, yeah. So the Union are, you know, solidifying their position on the table. Hopefully, this is just building the momentum to keep us moving up the table. Um, definitely, do you want to talk like about they can keep doing it like this that. Uh, the international break in June is going to be unfortunate, you know, because there's a, a break for the uh, couple weeks there. And then, you know, people are going to, some of the players are going to be away for national team duty. And it's just like, ah, oh, this is not the time that the union yeah, want to be losing some of those players if they want to yeah. keep the games going because, you know, Gaj Dog made the match day, the team of the match day this week. Uh, Carranza was on the bench. You know, I guess when you score a goal like Carranza did and play full ninety the way he did, uh, you're going to get considered. And then, mm-hmm. of course, uh, Gajdog certainly deserved it with a two goal performance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like he had, uh, it was an easy, easy pick for him. Um, yeah, so they earned that one. And and then, like we were saying there before, the Union just performing so well over the last six games. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great to see the momentum. Building. I, I would like to say to uh, any of our listeners who have any idea what's going on with Kai Wagner's socks, yes. uh, please co- reach out <laughs> uh, because both in the the game that we went into on Wednesday and in this game, uh, giant holes yeah. in the back of his calves. So I okay. don't know if there is some new um, fashion uh yeah. so nate pointed that out as well nate while we were at yeah. the game was like look at Wagner; he's already got holes in the back of his sock yeah so it's just something maybe you think about that and I, I think what he does is he does that to relieve the you know so they're not as tight around his calves yeah, I see. and um you know it, it yeah. maybe even the fact that there's a hole there and your your calf his calf in particular because he's actually muscular bulges a bit maybe it helps <laughs> box up i'm not sure but uh, yeah, that was. I mean, they are massive circles in the back, yeah. like that. That do that. I mean, it's basically the whole calf is sticking. I mean, it's, up a, it's amazing they're intact by the end of the game and haven't just absolutely shredded. So not a compression sock guy. I almost I wonder if really. they're seamed in some way. Like they're actually, mm-hmm. you know, they actually cut and yeah. fractured. Yeah, um, yeah, surgeon like, or something done. It's like the guy wears the sleeveless shirts because his his arms are just too ripped. You know, it's like well, I got to put these holes in my socks and my calves are just. Sun's out, calves out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, so much good material for the lead in. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) yeah, but even though the union are are missing a couple players right now with the uh, the U20 uh, youth national team away for the uh, uh, World Cup, U20 World Cup, and and it was interesting because the I think they sent four players and three of them have started the the last the, the first two games of the group stage. Could be wrong about that. It might just be the three of them. It's Sullivan, McLean and uh, Brandon Craig that are, that are starting the games. Uh, it was interesting that Craig has actually played Craig and McLean have played both games completely. Uh, Sullivan started both games and then got subbed out in, in the Second half, I think the first game he played like 65 minutes, and then the second game he he got subbed out at halftime. Um, but they're really doing a good job contributing. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, the Union or the Union, the U.S. won the first game against Ecuador, one nothing, and the second half stoppage time winner. And then they won the second game against Fiji, three to nothing. And both McGlynn and Craig were involved in, in the second and third goals in nice. that game. Nice. So they've been playing really well. Yeah. Are they going to, how long are they going to be out for? 
Is it? Uh, I think. Well, I mean, they'll be out for the whole World Cup, so okay. you know, it's a two. It's usually a two week group stage followed by the elimination rounds. And right now, it's looking probably looking very likely that the U.S. is going to make it to the elimination stage. Um, I don't know exactly how many teams are at the uh, the World Cup, so how many mm-hmm. rounds are in the elimination stages. Yeah. But yeah, I expect them to, that they're going to get plenty of plenty of playing time and plenty of uh, eyes watching them. You know, it'll be interesting to see what what international interest comes up. I mean, I could see definitely see McGlynn getting some mm-hmm. interesting offers during mm-hmm. the uh, internet during the um, trade break, trade window in July. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about this MLS Go? Yeah, yeah. You know, I've mentioned it before that I'm involved in the local youth um, recreational soccer league. And uh, one of the announcements this week is that MLS uh, Philadelphia has been selected as one of the MLS Go sites for this year. And I'm not totally familiar with what MLS Go is, and I'm just reading up on it a bit. But it's essentially it's a partnership between MLS uh, to help provide recreational soccer to kids ages four to 14. Um, and what in particular caught my eye was the fact that they're, they're partnering with this group, uh, this, this app called the called Mojo, which I have used over the last two years. It's a really great free co- uh, soccer coaching app for, especially designed for kids. Um, you know, over the years, they've really done a good job developing the Mojo app. It's not just for soccer. It's actually they've got soccer and baseball, basketball, uh, softball. Um, you know, I've actually used a lot of the soccer uh, drills and games uh, for coaching field hockey. Uh, you know, it's it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. It's a really nice app. Um, and you know, over the years, they've they've done a good job partnering with local soccer clubs to build curriculums. They've done it with uh, U- U.S. soccer. Um, I know Eastern Pennsylvania youth soccer has has partnered with Mojo to build their own curriculum and, or move their their established curriculum into the Mojo app. And now this is just building on it from there. Um, yeah, and it looks like a real nice program is MLS Go to help get more kids playing it at a reasonable cost. Uh, and yeah, I thought it was a I thought it was an interesting article to see posted up on the Union webpage, and I just thought it would be cool to mention it here. Cool. Okay. Um, week fifteen coming up. Uh, um, well, to be clear, it's match day fifteen. Match day fifteen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm it's, gonna be. It's not at all confusing. I'm no, gonna you're gonna continue to do it, and that's okay. I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to keep those plates spinning. Um, so match day 15 is coming up. Um, and 16. So we got a game coming up this weekend. <laughs> we got two games coming up. There you yeah. go. Yeah, that's not right number. Um, there we go. So the Union will be traveling to uh, New York this weekend to play New York City mm-hmm. FC on Saturday. Um, New on the trapezoid. Seriously, on the they play in the outfield. It's not. Oh, right, right, right. The field. Yes. Hey, everybody. I'm tired today, so. <laughs> and it's only eleven fifteen. It's not even one in the morning like this last is, week. This is early for you. I, I still got a couple hours of editing to do before yeah. I go to bed. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're facing New York City FC. Uh, they're currently in tenth place. Um, hopefully, the Union can keep this momentum going because. If you look at our MLS record over the past five, six games, it's what win, draw, win, win. We've won four out of our last six MLS games and draw and drew the other two. Um, yep. So that's that's a lot of scoring momentum or winning momentum, and hopefully it'll keep going into this game. Yeah, two of those were away wins. Yeah, um, they yeah. haven't lost since the away loss to Cincinnati. Yeah, back in April something. April, early April, April eighth yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do we want to talk uh, predictions? Expectations. Just real quick, NYCFC, like you mentioned, is in tenth place. The next game is is you know, hosting Charlotte, who are in ninth place, and then the following week is um, Montreal, who's in thirteenth place. So these are three games where the Union should really be looking yeah. to pick up points. Yeah, that would be great. It'd be really great if we can use this opportunity to really kind of beef up our our points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I honestly, the I think this NYCFC is probably the hardest game for the Union. 
Um, you know, they, they're, they're away. It's a small field. Um, you know, they're going to be playing at NYCFC. Now, NYCFC doesn't have the same caliber caliber of players mm. they've had in the past. Like they don't have a Castellanos. They don't have, you know, as many scary players as they have in the past. So, I mean, I still like the union's chances here. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see how people heal and if there's any, hopefully no late injuries uh, during training or anything this week. But I think the Union have a good chance in this in, in all three of these games. Yeah, everyone played nice with each other this week. Um, yeah, I, I agree, Paul. I agree. Um, I mean, the one thing I would say is that this season has not necessarily, although we are getting further in, so we have more current results. But this season so far has not necessarily been. It's been one of those uh, what. Past results are not predictors of future performance. Uh, whatever the disclaimer mm-hmm. is that they give on on stocks and bonds and things like that. So, um, you know, I don't I don't know how much stock I put in in the placement. Although we are mm-hmm. getting further mm-hmm. in, so um, I I predict that my prediction will be off. How about that? That's what I predict. <laughs> I predict that I will not get this prediction correct. Is that what you <laughs> I don't know if I've gotten one so far. Um, okay, I'll 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 step up. You, um, you know, I I think the union are going to continue pushing and continue. I, I I just hope they have fun playing because they mm-hmm. seem to do. You know, the the results come when they seem to enjoy it. When they find find ways to connect each with each other, find each other on the field, whether that be with you know quick short passes or longer you know through balls or even over the top. I, I I really like their chances, you know, playing away in New York. Uh, the field's going to be small. It's going to be tight. It's going to be hard to do a lot of dribbling. I don't think the union will end up rotating a ton of players. Um, I, I kind of expect them to go back to the four, four, two, because it is going to be a more narrow field. Mm-hmm. I was um, like, got to play five aside. That field gets any smaller. <laughs> Um, so I do like the union's chances. I'm actually going to go with a three-one victory for the union. Ooh, all right, they're gonna they're, they're gonna be riding this score train. Yeah, I mean, I think the only question is whether or not the defense is actually going to give up a goal because they haven't in the last mm-hmm. two games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love it if they could continue those clean sheets. I mean, the field's so small, Kalesnitz can just lay down, and that covers the back line. <laughs> well, of course, Glesnitz could also shoot from his own eighteen top of the own eighteen <laughs> yard box. It's like the Gulliver's travel of soccer. Right. But see, that's just the thing because of that field, they have a distinctly home field advantage. I feel like you know, yeah. I, I'm not uh, clearly not so much one that they're winning every single time, but I just feel like it's the fix is in. Um, I'm returning to four. I'm going to go two one. Stick with the two Stick one. With the two one for this one. Um, enough. Because of the honestly, a lot because I know we're we had a lot of fun today. <laughs> um, with the field, but truly, uh, there is something a little bit cursed about it for us. I think in particular. So. And to be clear, the NYCF NYCFC have not lost at home. Hmm. Mm. So far, fixes in. Fixes in. Uh, I'm going to say a two nil win for New York. They're going to beat us. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm going to say. <laughs> well, I actually bought that for a second. Yeah, I'm practicing my sarcasm. Um, I'm going to say. Um, I, like I'm not going to predict the Union to lose. Um, I'm going to say two nil Union. You are allowed to predict the. Oh, I know, I know. Okay, but I'm not going to. All right. Okay. Hope, hope always dies last. Uh, and Charlotte is definitely going to be a, a you know a bit of a a bit of a guess here. Yeah. Um, playing at the Union midweek, there I expect to see some rotation, uh, a bit Gibson of bit of some of the rest. players may see the formation change up again. So I definitely think the Union are going to be tighter on defense. I think they're going to hold the shutout. But I'm going to go with a one nothing Union win on on Charlotte. I think uh, you can put that down for all of us. I'm going to go one nil as well. 
Yeah, we're going to go for the... Uh, unless we have to pick... Is it, It's not like Tour de France rules where we have to pick a, a different... different no, there's no prices, rights, rules. No, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> one nil, two nil, two one. All right. Uh, $1. Yeah. Tour, Tour de France, they don't allow them to pick the same... The commentators to pick the same rider to win the stage. Yeah, they all have to pick so yeah. different ones. But... um. Yeah. Of course, you know that's going to be the game that the Union finally break it open for seven goals. Yeah, right. Yeah. So my original thought was I was I was thinking of doing a higher scoring thing, uh-huh. but then I, again, I'm I'm going by things that have nothing, no bearing. But I was thinking, well, we went to a midweek game that was nil nil. Mm. The rotation that you're talking about, it's not. There's not that much daylight between us and them. You know, it's not like they're having an awful season so yeah i'm gonna go yeah that's my rationale yeah i mean they're only three points behind the union in Uh in in the season i mean that's the difference that's the difference between fifth and ninth yeah you get the get the first the union are nine points behind cincinnati uh, who are in first wow i think st louis is still what top three i think they're I yeah, they're they're they got twenty two points on twelve games. They're in third place in the West. That's interesting because we are at twenty one points in twelve games as well, mm-hmm. or thirteen games. Thirteen games. So they still got a game in hand. Okay. Um, okay. Um, so that's what we got coming up. Two more games. Um, anything else from you guys? Anything else you want to Not today. Not today. No. Okay. Well, hey, thanks for listening to another episode. Um, you can find us at amorephillyunion.com. Uh, you can contact, contact us via email uh, at pod at amorephillyunion.com. Twitter, where we are amorephillyu. Instagram and YouTube, we are amorephillyunion. And while we are doing this mainly for our own enjoyment, if you are listening to these, please just you know drop us a line and yeah, let us know. Well, well, yeah. I don't know. We'll read out birthday greetings. I don't know. <laughs> Send us an email if it's uh if it's fun and entertaining. We'll 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 give you what or we'll act like more goofballs than usual. Um yeah, so you can get us our podcast wherever you get your podcast. Google, Apple, I don't know, right down the street, wherever you get your podcasts. All of them. Um so be sure to subscribe, like, comment, spread the word, help us. Help the you um, challenge to make our donation. Sooner we reach that thousand uh, downloads, the more money we donate to the Union um, Foundation. Okay. Well, thanks uh, for uh, tuning in for another episode of A More Philly Union. We are your hosts. I'm Eric. I'm C. And I'm Paul. Go, Go did describe Wagner's socks as resembling buttless chaps. Um, but I yes. decided to, to yes. leave that out of the name. <laughs>